What if you made a deal to consume a certain piece of media that someone else picked for you? Something that you might or might not know anything about. What if the second half of that deal was that you were the one that got to pick the next piece of media to consume? Would you agree to it? This week, we complete the first instance of the miniseries we are calling The Deal with Part 2, Hereditary and The Witch. Hello, and welcome back to the Going Off Topic podcast with Kyle Fauché. Again, this is not Kyle Fauché. I am the lucky co-host. I guess you could call me a co-host. Uh, the person who gets to fill in sometimes is like, I think, how I said it in the first part. We are here. Finally, the time has come to finish what we were calling the deal, the miniseries that we came across, an agreement that we made. And it's not a one-person agreement. We have to have both sides of the deal. That's why we're here. So let's say to what's up to the actual host, Mr. Kyle Fauché, a.k.a. Fauché. Fauché, welcome to your own podcast. How are you, man? <laughs> I'm doing well. Uh, I think it's fair to say that I think anytime we do these deal episodes that you're going to be the intro guy. I, I like the way that you bring it in. I'll do all the other ones, uh, but I like the way that, that you bring us in for these deals. It, it was pretty much your idea too. And you, you know, we had an idea and we bounced some things off each other, but I feel like you are the one that has cultivated this and come up with this, the stipulations and everything. So I think it's only fair that you do the intros for these. Freshen it up, you know? I, I can, yeah, I can handle that. I think, uh, you know, I, I've done a couple <laughs> intros in my day, I, I would say. And, you know, listen, I'm not just not trying to take, take any shine away from the, the God mm. pot. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm just trying to <laughs> do my part over here, being the, the friendly co-host whenever we need another person. You know, that, that, but anytime you need me, to step up and do some intro work. You, you know, I, I got your back there, Foshi. Okay, wh what are we here for though, Foshi? We're here because we've already done part one. If you've missed that, you need to go check that out. We made a deal, right? Obviously, we said that in the intro for the hundredth time. The deal was basically the idea behind it is I pick something that you might or might not have seen, something that I think, basically a recommendation, I think you should watch. And you did the same to me. Part one was The Wire. We actually both watched the entire show of The Wire. That was your 10,000th rewatch for me. It was my <laughs> first time ever. We decided that it was an amazing selection on your side because it turned out to obviously everything that you said and everything that I've heard and read was validated and become true of it being one of the most iconic and just all around best shows ever of all time. And now here we are. Part two has finally come. We've talked it up. We've prepped it. Fauché was being forced to watch horror <laughs> movies, but not just any horror movies, a couple that I specifically really enjoy, right? And that's what we're here for today. Hereditary and The Witch. Why those two? Well, to me, they just stuck out. I'm a big horror fan. And to me, those are two of the very few amount of movies. I don't know what the number is, but let's just say two out of the last... I don't know, X amount of years that really, really stick out to me. There's a couple more and we're going to add those probably down later in the list. But now that I think about it, Foshi, I probably shouldn't have done The Witch. You know, I probably should have done something else, you know, more in line with, with Hereditary because they're kind of different. They're kind of similar, but they're kind of different in, in, in a lot of ways. So why is this important though? Well, it's important because historically, if you haven't been following with the, with the Going Off Topic podcast, Foshi is not only just not a horror fan, it's much deeper than that. It's actually, I don't know, would you consider... Like, I wouldn't say hatred, but um, let's just say the only way that I could literally get him to watch anything was, was through this miniseries. 
even on Halloween, it, it was kind of, I think it was kind of a, it was a, it was a push to get them to watch some Halloween movies, I think. Mm, I don't know if I'd go that far. Okay. Because you have definitely recommended some horror movies that I've checked out on my own. Um, but these two, I didn't know a whole lot about The Wish. I honestly like had to you know look it up and see what it was about. And for some reason, I thought that Jennifer Lawrence was in that movie. Is she in another horror movie at some point? I don't know why I thought that, but I know it's actually the girl from Queen's Gambit, which I really enjoyed. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I, I did watch Midsommar on your recommendation, uh, also directed by Ari Aster who directed Hereditary. Um, I also, I would say that I, I guess I watched us based on your recommendation, but I also just okay. wanted to watch it because it was okay. Jordan Peele. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But I've definitely, like I said, I think I said this That's last true. time too. And anytime we talk about horror movies is that I have definitely watched more within the past year than I probably have my whole life. Uh, Ellen is a giant horror movie fan. You are a giant horror movie fan. Um, so I definitely, I enjoy watching. I don't know if I enjoy watching, but I like to watch the ones that are like cultural phenomenons. And I would say like, I guess get out is like a thriller slash horror movie. I, you know, that, Midsommar was just super interesting to me based off your recommendation. Us was another, I would say like cultural pop culture phenomenon with Jordan Peele. Um, oh, there's another one I was just thinking of that I just recently, that we just recently watched. And now I can't remember what it was, but the only reason I remember when Hereditary came out, we'll, we'll, we'll start there. I, I remember when it came out and everything I read about it was like, this is just a, a, one of the most, like people, uh, there were store. I'm almost positive. I don't think I made this up. Maybe I did. It's po- very possible, but I'm almost positive that there were news articles about these, this movie in theaters and people literally throwing up in the aisles while they're watching the movie. And I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm watching that. And I think that a good <laughs> distinction for me between horror and like just plain like disgusting. I think that's where I draw the line more. Like I'll watch. You know, I really I liked you. us. I really liked Midsommar, although there were some like really gruesome parts in that movie. Um, oh, Parasite was the other one I was thinking of. Parasite I, I watched because it was like a huge, you know, pop culture, cultural phenomenon. So I watched that. And I think that's where I draw the line. Like I've never seen any of the Saw movies. I literally have zero interest in seeing those. And it just disgusts me. And I think those are the ones that, that really stick with me um, for the long haul when it's just like something so grotesque and gruesome and it's just every time I feel like every time I close my eyes I just see those like the things in those movies um, you know the, the, the one part in Midsommar that sticks with not not sticks with me but the one part I remember the most is when those people jump off the cliff the old people I was like oh I, I can't believe that happened still like when I think about that just incredibly gruesome and I guess we, we talked about this in the Wire podcast but we should have probably said this earlier there will be spoilers for these movies like we both watch these we're going to go into depth and detail. So if you haven't watched these, watch them first and then listen. Um, but yeah, the, that's, I, you know, I, I really like interesting, different, weird thriller horror is, is a, is a, there's so many, like we've talked about, there's so many like different categories of horror. There's, you know, gruesome, there's monsters, there's whatever killers. I just, I can't do the gruesome stuff. That's right. I, I don't know what it is, but I just have, I also have a really weak stomach. Like, if I like cut my hand really bad, oh, I, I, I about pass out. <laughs> I'm right there with you. 
I, I really am. I don't do out of all the subcategories. I don't do like the gore porn or whatever they call it. You know, it's just yeah, sure. torture porn or whatever. It's, it's just not my thing. Uh, but, you know, I think that's great to know because leading into the future installments of, of the deal, I think that might come into play. So let's actually dive in a little bit here, Foshi, and, and, and go into what we think this type of the subgenre of, of this movie is because we are going to start with Hereditary. What we hmm. did is we spaced it out, right? I What I specifically asked him ideal is I wanted Foshi to watch both Hereditary and The Witch, but I wanted a minimum of three days apart between each, each other because to me, these were both movies that took time to kind of fester with me, time for me to dwell on them. They had a profound effect on me and I, w- I wanted to see if that effect happened to Foshi. So we are currently are recording this without watching The Witch right now, but we're going to mash these together so it's not a problem. Let's start with Hereditary, Foshi. Hmm. For everyone out okay. there, what made me think right off the bat um, is, by the, by the way, Foshi already said, spoiler alerts, that's all you need to know. Don't go for any further. What I should have done for the deal was I should have done Midsommar and um, Hereditary. Mm-hmm. These are both uh, Ari Oster, I think it's Oster, um, d- directed movies. They're both produced by the production company A24, which I'm sure at this point you have probably, whoever's listening is probably seen many great movies from A24. They have a bunch. And it probably just would have made sense to bundle those two together, to be honest with you. But we didn't do that next time, maybe. Maybe, you know, maybe Midsummer can come again next time when we have another <laughs> uh, eight hours to, to spare. But here we are, Hereditary. This is a movie that was made and released in, well, I don't know when it was made. It was released in 2018. In, like I said, from A24, it had a $10 million budget. At that time in 2018 for A24, which was, you know, still kind of an indie production company, it made $80 million for a horror movie. That kind of revenue, that 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 profit margin, is, is that's huge and, and it's great. I think a lot of it had to go with all the scary kind of hype that Foshe was mentioning before. And let me just read, for anyone who has not seen Hereditary before, let me give the really quick summary that, that if you just do a quick Google search, what it will say. When the matriarch of the Graham family passes away, her daughter and grandchildren begin to unravel cryptic and increasingly terrifying secrets about their ancestry, trying to outrun the sinister fate they have inherited. I feel like if there's any kind of way to describe a movie, if you want to like get me, get, get your hooks in me, that's it. I'm pretty much, I'm good to go. Like I, okay. You know, sign me up. Like how you want a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let me write this check real quick. I'm in. On top of that, if you Google this, you'll see that this is an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, 87% on Metacritic, 7.3 out of IMDb, which I think is a little bit on the low side. But we're talking about a 90% movie here. For a horror genre, I mean, I'm telling you, I don't know what the all-time horror list for these movies are, but it's got to be up there. It has to be. That's why I chose it, and I wanted you to specifically watch it first, Foshi, because to me, when I think, hmm, you know, I, I want horror, what is it? And then somebody's new, like new to horror, I would always go, Hereditary, but now that I think about it, I will say watching it again. This is probably my fifth or sixth time watching it. I think probably. I, I'm very interested to, to kick this conversation off because <laughs> it was a little bit more hardcore than I remember, and um, maybe that's why I like it so much. I don't know. So we have the summary. We know what this is about. Realistically, what it's about is basically this family. The, the summary to give, give a little bit more in depth here is that we 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 follow this family through the passing of their grandmother, all to find out that also their, uh, the child, Charlie, the, the, the youngest girl of the family also passes away. And we see the family basically unravel through mental health, through depression, through mourning, 
while also uncovering that grandma was actually a part of a kind of satanic uh, cult, basically, whose life goal was to raise this demon named Payman, I think is, is how you pronounce it. And Payman has to live in a real host and a body. And guess what? Grandma already had plans for the future or for the family on who was going to do that hosting. And we basically see the chaos ensue as, as our characters unravel, which is a big component of why this movie is so great. A lot of things happening at the same time, a lot of hard things to cover, but done so well. All in all, Foshi, if I was to just ask you overall, what, what your thoughts are, what, 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 what would your response be? What, what, what did you think of the movie hereditary? So it's a difficult question because I don't want to offend you. I don't want to offend a lot of people out there that liked it. Ellen watched it with me. She's going to offend me. Her this, fan, like I said, part, this part of the deal, this part of the deal is <laughs> all honesty, Foshi. It's you either like it or you don't. It's not a big deal. So Ellen really liked it. I got to the end of it and I, I think I legitimately looked at her and I said, what the fuck was that? Like I didn't, <laughs> I, I really did not like it at all. I was like, I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. I was disgusted. The way that I think the way that I described it to Ellen was they took all of these things and they just made a movie just to put all of these to see how many like really fucked up, disgusting things they could fit into one two hour. How long is it? Two hours and seven minutes. Two hour and seven minute movie. How many disgusting, fucked up, crazy things they could put in this movie. And I was like legitimately just like, I was super scared. I was super disgusted. And I was like, I was totally out. I did not like it at all. Honestly, I gave it. She asked me what I would give it out of 10. And I said a three and a half. Okay. I liked. All right. That's, hey, that, that's fair. The things that I did like were, I thought it was, I'm, I'm by no means a critic at all, but so this is probably going to sound really dumb to some people, but I thought the acting was really good. That the people that were in the movie were, were really good. I thought the camera work was really good. Uh, the camera work and shots and the movement of the camera. Um, but that was that was really about it for me. I was like, I didn't. The way that I I asked Ellen after the movie, I said, so the whole, like the story to me was that the grandma was in some sort of satanic cult, like you said, and she was grooming the daughter to be the um, the leader of this cult. But then the daughter died. So then they were doing all of these, you know, trying to communicate with the daughter through supernatural things, through one of the grandma's friends that you come to find out as the movie goes along, who was also in this cult. And uh, as the movie ramps up and gets crazier and crazier and crazier, it's just the mom, the dad, and the son eventually. And then it, it basically shifts to the son becomes the daughter who becomes the leader of the cult. <laughs> I I, I just I like legitimately just didn't understand any of it or why this movie had to be made, honestly. Okay, well, I can't tell you why it had to be made. (laughs) I mean, I just think it was a great piece of art, to be honest with you. But I kind of see where you're coming from. Uh, I I guess from a horror standpoint, I just feel like this goes into so many so much level of depth and uh, kind of goes across different tropes and really proves the tropes to be really, really silly as far as uh, across all horror, I think. So a couple things. First of all, the acting is absolutely amazing. Okay, Tony mm-hmm. Collette is is the is the star of this. She she's Annie, the mother of the family. 
I, I honestly can every time, every single time I watch it, I don't know a lot from Tony Collette. I really don't. She amazes me in the show. I have never seen someone legitimately go crazy and lose their mind as effectively yeah. as her. There's no way, there's no way that you can watch Hereditary and not truly believe that she is completely unraveling. And honestly, that adds to the whole flavor of this movie. What is that flavor, Foshi? I was watching this again. The flavor is stress. It's an anxiety. That's what this movie is. There's not a lot. This movie is quiet, but also loud at the same time. Let me tell you what I mean by that. This movie is quiet when, the, when it comes to a sound design, okay? The actual production sound is quiet. You don't have a whole lot of jump scares. There are a couple, mm-hmm. but there's not a lot going on. But what there is going on is, and I watched this on a very basic 3.1 surround sound setup. There is this, and I, I realize why I loved it so much in the theaters. There is this constant subtonic pulse, this low tone that just pulses throughout like 70% of the movie. So even in a part where they're just talking, there's this pulse, just, and you actually think for a second, I think my audio kind of screwed up and it speeds up and it slows down. And before you know it, you're halfway through the movie and you don't even realize it's happening anymore. But what that's doing is when the really anxious and stressful parts come, it really adds about a 10 times more amplitude. It it amplifies everything. And you don't even realize it. It's this really subtle, weird technique that I don't think a lot of people use from a sound design perspective. It's like this low tone that's there that most people probably don't even notice. But to me, I could feel my heart like racing with it. And I think it's just so effective. So when Tony Collette is losing her mind, you hear this... it's like this weird thing that you, it's just not in your face, but it's there. And it really drives the whole movie. I really, 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 really love that so much. Movies don't do that. What they do is when they have a horror sound, a sound design, they, they throw that shit in your face, right? Jump scares, loud noises. Rah! I don't think any of that happens here. Mm-hmm. Even when we get to the point where people become possessed and the demons, there's no crazy sound effects or voiceovers or voice controls. You know what I mean? It's just so simple and it's so effectively done. So what this movie does, Foshi, to your point, is it wants us to believe that the mom is the next in line, right? Hereditary, the grandma, we feel, realize that she is, um, you know, pretty high up in this, in this cult, we, we think. We find a couple of books, interesting. But all along, we keep getting more details on Tony Collette's character, the mom, right? She has clearly had a long history of mental health problems with her family. Her dad was legit schizophrenic, I think, or something, um, and ended up killing himself or someone else, I think. Her brother hung himself with writing a note saying that he was trying to get away from his mom because his mom was trying, their grandma was trying to basically do what she was doing to Charlie as a young child, sink her hooks, her satanic hooks into him. And, um, oh, wait, there's this other part. Oh, I forgot. Uh, Tony Collette is sleepwalking. And oops, she has this problem now where her son can't trust her because a few times they've mentioned he's woken up with her in front of her bed trying to kill him. There's also this interesting part, Foshi, that I don't know. So, so, so while we go through this, we're thinking, oh, well, Tony Collette's losing her mind, right? She's unraveling and she's next up. She's going to be this, this demon or whatever. Then all of a sudden, Charlie out of nowhere. I, I want to ask you about Charlie's death, right? 
So what happens is, is Charlie goes to a, 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 a high school party with Peter, who is her brother, and she eats cake, right? And, and her throat starts closing up. She's allergic to, to peanuts or something, some kind of nuts. And as they're driving home, um, they swerve on the road, on the road, and she, you know, in this kind of panic situation, sticks her head out the window to try and get some air because she's just a, a young girl. And um, basically decapitates herself on, on, a, on a telephone pole. When that happened, what, what, what's running through Foshe's head at that moment? Because I can tell you in the movie theater where that happened, it was, a, it was an absolute game changer. The, it, everything was just, it, the whole vibe switches from that point on. Yeah, I think the movie definitely, um, up until that point, you can kind of, you know, the, you're, they're building things or kind of, you know, the, they go to the grandma's funeral and all these things. And just, it's not really a whole lot happening. It's gradually building. But then, you know, after that part where she gets decapitated, the movie, I mean, it just takes a whole different turn. Um, I mean, yeah, it was, I for sure was not expecting it. I mean, I I've, I think that's obvious, but, you know, I'm just expecting her to roll her, you know, roll down the window, stick her head out, get some air. I, I fully didn't really expect for her to make like, to be to make it through eating peanuts, and I thought she was just gonna die of like you know asphyxiation or whatever uh, because she was struggling mightily, mightily struggling. They were driving down some country road to get to the hospital. Um, but yeah, I mean, when that happened, I was like, I think Ellen and I were just like, whole oh, like I there was they was just totally the movie is dead silent when it happens. The you yes. know the son drives home, gets in like literally just like leaves her body in the car drives home, doesn't say anything to mom or dad, just goes to bed. The next thing you see is, you know, he's laying in bed and the mom screams when she finds the, the daughter's body. And I think we were just sitting there like, you know, literally like mouth open, just like, holy shit. Like this is, you know, and I still, I feel, I still think, I mean, that's pretty early in the movie. I mean, like I said, this movie's two two hours and eight minutes. That's pretty, I mean, maybe half an hour, maybe 45 yep. minutes. And then I was like, holy yep. shit. Like this is going to take, I mean, I don't know where this is really going. Like, it doesn't really, it doesn't really tip its hand, which is good. It doesn't really show a whole lot, but you know, from that point on, that it's about you know something, somewhere, whatever is going to get crazy, and the whole movie from that point on just goes totally off the rails. So, but that's what I love about it, though, Foshi. Right? This thing happens; it completely changes. Like, oh my, what? Wait, what? And then thirty seconds after that, there's a huge. By the way, the uh, spoil, real spoiler here. Right after that scene. There is the biggest jump scare of the entire movie that gets me every single time where he's sitting in the in the car and then he hears his sister make that the noise that she makes. It's it's really creepy. Yeah. Uh but it gets me every time. But I love this, right? Because the first time I'm watching it, her brother, who by the way, Alex Wolf is the actor of Peter, I think he did an amazing job. I mean, I thought he was so great every time. He 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 also there's no way that you don't feel like this kid is 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 losing it, man. He he really does. And he is so good at being sad. It, it's like so, it, yeah. it, it makes you sad, man. Uh, but what happens is, is exactly that, Foshi. He's so in shock that he doesn't even pick his, doesn't do anything, leaves his, his sister's head, leaves the body in the backseat, yeah. drives all the way home, actually puts two hands on the wheel and drives almost, if you notice, he cries but has his exhale like, okay. Drives home, goes to sleep. And now I'm sitting there wondering, nobody does that. Who does that? I've never been in shock. I've never been there. But that comes back up in the movie, right? That creates this tension between his mom and him. All the while, we're finding this backstory that they have this history together of her, of her 
sleepwalking and trying to basically burn them both alive. And all of it accumulates to this, this thing where his mom is unraveling. They have this history and she brings it up at some point and she calls him out and is like, you, you, you know, what, what do you do? What'd you do? Like, what, what about, yeah. and I, I feel like that is an appreciative thing for me. I, 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 I had, I felt like every time I came up with a question during this film, it was answered. It was done like what I would consider to be correctly. There's, there's another couple things that I think are also really important. There's all, for me, a settings wise, like it's right in my wheelhouse, right? We really only have three different locations. Honestly, we have the school, we have the house, which 90% of the whole film takes part in the house. And then I guess you can really count the high school party, I guess, is another look. They're only there for a scene and then, or two. Yeah. And then what's her name's apartment? She's at the, she's at the apartment. In the apartment. Two scenes. Oh, yeah. And I guess I, that's uh, true. And, and then the, the, one of the most important locations is actually the, the grieving counseling kind of meetup yeah. where, where she meets. Yeah, the meetup too. Uh, yeah. Joan, Joan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, I, one thing, you know, it's just that you're thinking about it. I guess it is, you know, when that part happens, when she does get to Captain, it's interesting because it kind of builds the whole movie up at the beginning to where it's going to be like, she's going to be a main player and like probably the main character of the movie and then you're like oh she's you know she ate cake that had nuts in it or whatever and she's you know going into uh anaphylaxis is that yeah anaphylaxis i think is what you say um and you're like oh shit like this isn't like this isn't good like they're you know she might die and then come back to life and something or you know or, or whatever but i only looked at you know the imdb tagline which is a grieving family is haunted by tragic and disturbing occurrences and literally on the on the uh the poster, I can't tell what the little picture is, but the big picture is Charlie and the mom in the background, kind of darker. So I was like, oh, they're, you know, it's going to be something about these two. But yeah, I mean, let, you don't, need, I mean, she's not even in half the movie probably. So they, they build that up and then well, that just goes away. And it just, exactly. It's all and that's, from there. Right. And that, but that's a theme though, right? Because here, here's, a, here's the theme, right? The theme is in order to become, I don't know, to be a sacrifice for, for, for payment. Uh, you have to be decapitated. Okay. That's, that's the rule. You got to get your head cut off. Is that off. what it is? Okay. And yeah. So what happens is, is at school recess, listen, Charlie is a very interesting person because uh, I got news for you. She was basically bred to, to do, be the host for this, this payment. Right. We talk about her grandma breastfed her, not her mom. Okay. <laughs> that's number one. And we also see her at school while she's in school. She sees a bird run into the window, dies, and she goes out in recess and with, gets a pair of scissors and cuts its head off, okay? Sticks the head in her coat. The way that she dies is being decapitated, okay? And, her, spoiler alert, her mom also becomes decapitated. Her dad, after he burns, decapitated. Everybody becomes decapitated. But here's the thing. The theme is that we think that Charlie's going to be the one to carry on this. Boom, she's gone. Okay, well, it's got to be Tony Collette, the mom. Boom. No. Curveball, like you mentioned, is that actually we find out very late in the movie that Payman actually needs a male host. But Charlie was really just a primer. They're just priming him up so that he kind of got, you know, got, I don't know, got some action and, he, you know, got loosened up a little bit. And basically when the time was right, they were going to make that transition anyway, is the way that I understand it. It just so happened, though, that the weird part for me and the one thing that I, I did was confused the first time was that even though, even if Charlie was Payman or had a part of Payman and Payman then transitioned to Peter, 
at the very end, when they say, Hey, you are now payment, you know, we're, we're, we're here for you, dude. We, we got you. Cause they, soil alert, they do summon him. They still, they, they call it, they call Peter Charlie. So it's like, why wouldn't what I, what I'm assuming is that we can just take to know that they're not going to call payment by payment. They're just going to like payment's name is Charlie. That's the way that I took it. So it's not real. I didn't really think of it like as Charlie herself, but instead it was like a human name for payment. Does that make sense? That's kind of the way that I took it. So yeah, okay. payment comes back into Peter and now his host is ready to go, right? We actually see the transformation when he's in high school. He starts slamming his head on his desk. He loses complete control over his own body. And this really great scene, which I love, is when Joan goes and yells at him, speaks to him from way across the street and says, get out of your body. Get out of there. Super creepy. Super great, though. Well done. Not over dramatic. All of these things, man. There's another thing that specifically stuck out to me, Foshi. And we talk about the tropes. At one point, when everything is really unraveling because... You know, Joan has essentially, who is her grandma's BFF and like one of the top cult people. This is all planned, by the way. She tricks uh, the mom, Tony Collette, into summoning payment, basically. Um, and basically completing the job, really. Hey, say this spell. It's for this, but it's really, you know, it's really this thing. And, you know, they do that because she's, she's, she'll do anything to get her child back. There's a part where they realize, oh, this book, this old yeah. witch book has a lot of secrets to it. And she tries to burn it and she catches on fire, right? She takes the book out, puts it out. She gets put out. She's like, oh, I can't destroy this book. A lot of movies would have made and wrote, would have really made the whole storyline around that. Like a lot of story, like that would have been in, in most horror movies. That's an accumulation of a storyline where it's like, okay, now in order to resolve this, we figure out how to destroy this book, right? That's not even a thought in this movie. It's really not. It is literally just used as a way. She tries to say, hey, to her husband, uh, Steve, or wait, no. Yeah, Steve, you try this. He doesn't want to do it. She throws it in there. He ends up getting burnt, but then that's it. That's all we hear. No more of the book because the things that are happening, it's already done. Like this movie has already made it, it. The pact with payment has already happened. We just don't know that yet. We're expecting the movie to focus on these little things that we're so used to in horror films, like sound effects, settings. Uh, okay, this person's possessed. It's going to stay with this person. You know, like that's why I like this trend so much. We expect it to stay with Charlie. Then she passed away. We're like, wait, hold on, wait, hold on. What, what am I supposed to be thinking? Then we're expected to follow that Tony Collette's going to follow this, this next storyline. And, re- and it sells it, sells it, sells it, sells it. And then the very end, we find out that the whole plan was for Peter but the way that it's done by Tony Collette being possessed and the most gruesome part of the entire movie, which is when she literally saws her own head off. I got to be honest with you, Foshi. I, the first thing I thought of when I watched that, I said, wow, I really did forget how brutal that that's <laughs> yeah, I was out on that. <laughs> that will affect you. That, that, that won't affect you. And I remember people in the movie theaters like, Oh my, I think that was the puking scene, honestly. Yeah. But it, it leads us this way. And then says, no, it, it, like, I guess to sum it all up, because I know that I'm talking a lot. What no. it does is it leads you down these different paths when really the whole story is already laid out. You just have to figure it out on your own. And I think a lot of movies would have veered way harder to one of those different roads or avenues throughout the course of it. You know, I think a lot of other movies might have just played on the fact that 
she was sleepwalking and maybe she does do something crazy and this and that. There's another point, Foshi, where we, we find out that in one of these sleepwalking dreams, she admits to purposely trying every which way to have an abortion, which is like a lot of people and a lot of reviews, you know, you could think of that as a way of her subconsciously knowing that this whole plan was meant to happen and trying to deter her grandma's plans. With Charlie, it could have stayed that way, but ultimately Payman cannot use Charlie. She's a female. So without even knowing it, was Tony Collette as a mother figure and everything with her brother and her grandma and her history of mental illness in the family, what was her sleepwalking, actually trying her brain subconsciously in her sleep, trying to end this hereditary plan that was already set in place by her grandma. Is it the deeper you go? Her, is it the deeper is it the crazier it gets? Or grandma? What's that? Is it Tony Collette's mom? It's her grandma? mom, but the okay, okay. but okay. Peter's okay. grandma. Yeah, I'm sorry. I keep I keep okay. seeing that no, no. wrong. But you know, the deeper you think into it, the more you're like, oh, wow. You know, it's like a it's a preset story. But there's a lot of different angles that you can really dive into. Did any of that, when you watched it the first time, did any of that kind of stick out to you? Or was it really just following where the movie took you? Um, I guess, you know, a couple of days after, because, you know, I watched it a couple of days ago and then, you know, we set this up to a couple of days later just so we kind of sit and, and think on it. And I guess, you know, some of those things, I guess the sleepwalking thing was very interesting. I, I never thought about that, but... I guess uh, when we got done, Ellen was like, she liked it. Um, I didn't ask her what her score of 10 was, but I'm sure it would be pretty high. Um, she, the one thing that she was like, she wishes that they would have gone maybe a little bit more into like the mental illness side of things. Like maybe at the end of it, it was like some big thing, but I was like, I don't know. That seems kind of like a gimmick to me, but I, I think part of it was, yeah, I don't know if I really thought about any of those other things. I was just watching it and I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't know which way we were going or what was happening or, or anything like that. Um, I, I didn't, the whole, so when do we, is it in the book that it shows like they have to decapitate themselves or when, like, why does that become a thing? Like, that's the one thing I was like, I don't understand why this is how it is because like the grandma just died of natural causes, but is it because um, Charlie was payment and got decapitated and then everybody else had to get decapitated? That's what I was like, I didn't, and where did, at the end of the movie, when they're in this treehouse, where do all these other people come from? They just like show up, they're just hanging out, or is this just like a? I guess that doesn't even matter. But I guess the whole <laughs> answer the decapitation question. Do you have an answer for that? So I, I mean, I don't have a straight answer for you, but my understanding okay. is just that you know, I don't know if there's a set number of sacrifices, but I just feel like that's the way. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of just like that's the touch of payment. You know what I mean? Okay. And I don't okay. think you really are supposed to realize it until you see a few of them, right? You, you realize, yeah. okay, so a bird gets its head cut off. Then mm -hmm. Charlie gets her head taken off. Then they find the grandma's body in the attic. Yeah. Guess what? Dug out of the grave, head chopped off. Then we find that we see the father getting burned. But then when everybody comes at the very end back to the treehouse, everybody's heads off, including their father. We saw their mother saw her head off. And I think it's just, okay. That's just like his thing. I, I don't know. For the people thing though, 
I think the idea is, is that this is supposed to be, this was the game plan that all these people were part of this cult or this, this group. And they knew what was going down and they helped it along the lines. You remember, if you remember right before Charlie cuts that head off, the same thing that happens when Peter and, and Joan is across the street telling him to leave his body, basically putting a spell on him to get him out. Something very similar happens to Charlie. When she's cutting the bird off, she looks across the street and there's that old lady standing way across the street. And all she does is a super creepy wave. She already knows what's happening. That lady is like, ready? And go. She actually comes back, I think, as one of the naked people in the attic. attic. Okay. And I don't think you realize that people are supposed to be around or waiting. They're just kind of waiting this thing out because guess what? This is the summoning, man. Like, here's what I love the most about this movie. You ready about this, Foshi? I don't think that they explain what the summoning of payment is supposed to do. Yeah, I was a little bit about to ask you that. Think about but every guess, horror guess, movie that you've uh, ever had in your entire life. Oh, that's, that's why I love this movie. It makes you think for yourself. It makes you come up with your own ideas. And maybe you're right. Maybe you're wrong. But what I do know is that every other horror movie that's ever had a summoning demon has told me what's going to happen when that demon gets summoned and why we shouldn't do it. You know what this movie doesn't do? They don't even know that they've summoned this demon. Like, they don't even know. We don't know as the viewer until the very last frame. Do you, you know what I mean? So like, not only is there no explanation on who or what is getting summoned, we don't know what this, is it going to blow up the world? Is there, are these people going to start eating everyone? Is, don't know. Could, what happens from that point on? Have no idea. And it allows you to take that story wherever you want to do. And I think that is a huge bump for me because to me, that's masterpiece storytelling that I can go and take it wherever I want and still feel like I understand how I got up to that point. If that makes sense. Yeah. See, I, with movies like that, I, I can't decide which way I like. Like if I want them to tell me everything, like, um, what's <laughs> an, I guess us is kind of like that. Where at the end of the movie, there's this big reveal and this big thing that happens and they tell you what's going on. But then with this, I'm like, there's some movies that, where that happens and I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, they, I liked where they led me down this where I was thinking about something else. And then all of a sudden in the end, it was something totally different that, that blew my mind. But then some movies end and I can't think of another example right now where I'm like, oh, I don't know like what happened or how it ended. And I like that. But then some movies, I don't really like it. I guess with this, I, I honestly didn't even think about like what payment was or what his plan was or what he wanted to do until we literally just sat down and started talking about it. I was going to ask you, but then I was like, does it really matter? I don't know. To me, I guess not, well, but I didn't really think that like thoroughly on some of these things, I guess. I don't know what it was I about think, this movie, but it just well, didn't get me thinking. I think that's reason. the power of this movie though, right? It is so, it hits you so hard with, in the what the fuck category that it jumbles your mind that you're not really even putting two together. That's why I've watched it five times. That's why every time I watch it, I pick up new and more and more stuff because it's so like the actual horror aspects of it are so well done that, that, that what the F hitch zone that you get put in. Cause you get put into the zone where you're just like, and, and it's just stress. It's anxiety, right? You're in this zone and you're not thinking about all these details that what, that's what allows you to go down this road of like, Oh, well the mom's going to be next. Like she's going to, Oh wait, it's not, wait, hold on. Dad, not the dad. Wait, is she going to come back from the, wait, hold on. Peter's going to be, Oh, Peter. And then, but it's all over. You literally are sitting there like, uh, hmm. Cause I don't feel like it's what you thought you, you, the whole time you thought you were going here and you're so sidetracked by all the, what the fuck, what the, what the, what the, you know what I mean? It's like the horror is done so well, so simply, but so effectively 
that the storytelling is also done so effectively and simply, but you can't quite catch up right away because the horror aspects of it are kind of kicking your ass a little bit. And that's what I, I think I, what I really like. Does that make, I don't know if that makes any sense. Let me ask you this, Foshi. Yeah. Overall, would you consider this to be a scary movie? Were you scared? Was it scary to you as a non-horror viewer? Um, to me, yes. What level was, of scariness would would you? I mean, is it a what, thriller? Uh, you know, like where would you classify this? Um, that's a good question. I, I I definitely considered it scary for me, but I mean, like I said, it doesn't take a lot. Um, maybe it wasn't as much. Like I said, there's not many jump scares. There's not many. Like I would, I, there was a lot of like. There's a couple, you know, really gruesome parts. Um, towards the end, there's just some weird, creepy shit that happens. Like, you know, the part at the end of the movie where Tony Clutch like fucking climbing walls like Spider Man and shit. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at all four corners in a room. That's I, one of my favorite parts. Sure. I love that like, scene. I didn't even. So I know that was one of my favorite scenes. It. I love that. We're sitting there watching it, and I'm looking. So it's it's the part where uh, Peter is that the son? He's laying on the bed sleeping. And the, the camera slowly pans up yeah. and I'm watching yeah. him and Ellen literally all, all of a sudden goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> I didn't even see it. And I look up and I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, what the fuck is going on? It just, I mean, it's, yeah, I, I don't, I guess, I don't really know like how to classify it. It, it definitely is just, a, well, I would say like a weird, gruesome, uh, <laughs> like supernatural, I guess. It's like a category. I'm just like naming categories now just to put put this movie into. But I, I'll say this. Let me ask you something. I think okay. that speaks a lot to it right there. But let me ask you something <laughs> real quick. I think it speaks to it right there that you can't just do, oh, yeah, that's a, 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 like a, a stalker movie or it's a, mm-hmm. a slasher movie. You know, and I think that yeah. speaks a lot to it. But let me ask you this. If it scared you or not, whatever. Here's what happened to me. And I want to know if the same thing happened to you. The reason I wanted a three-day lag time was because what happened <laughs> to me is I it really affected me. The first time I watched that, I was so stricken, stri- stricken? Yeah. That I thought only about that for days. Like I literally thought about every, it. It had a profound effect on me of just kind of like, wow, that was wild. Um, and I sat there in the theaters afterwards, like for a solid 20, I have 15, 20 minutes afterwards in the theater, just sitting there, just like, huh, just thinking. Also really creeped out, but thinking, you know, just kind of like, what was that? That I, Did any of that happen to you? I feel like you kind of just watched it and you were like, uh, and it's okay, by the way, if this happened, I'm just curious, but I feel like you watched it, maybe scary, but we're kind of just like, yeah, I'm just kind of out on that. And it was just kind of, seems like you were probably just like done afterwards. Just like, yeah, I'm going to go do something else now. Cause like, I'm done. Like, where were you on that? Yeah. So we watched it, um, at night, like you requested. Um, that was one of the stipulations of of the deal, and we watched it. And I sat like literally. I think as soon as like the credits rolled, I looked at Ellen, and I, I I'm almost positive she can verify this, but I'm almost positive I just said, "What the fuck was that?" And we sat there for a couple minutes, and I, whenever <laughs> man, the viewers are going or the listeners are going to get a, a look into my life here. Whenever I watch a scary movie, I grab a pillow and I like put it like literally above, like on my chest. And hold it with both arms, like wrapped around to the pillow. Uh, usually, it's like covering my mouth, and it's like just enough so I can see above the pillow and see the TV. Uh, so I, I take the pillow, I, I put it down, 
I ask her, well, what was that? I, we sit there for a couple minutes and then I'm like, I need to watch something else because it was, you know, late at night. She was getting ready to go to bed. I was like, I'm going to be up for a while. Um, I need to watch something else. So we watched some Brooklyn nine, nine, but honestly, yeah, I, I didn't really think about it all that much past the cup. Maybe like the next day I thought about it a little bit, but that one, it was one of those movies, like not to keep going back to the same ones that I've watched, but like parasite midsummer, uh, us like those movies. I legitimately thought about like the next, like for the next couple of days where I was like, I mean, Midsommar, I texted you a couple days. I texted you multiple days after that. And I talked to Ellen about this all the time. I was like, man, that movie legitimately like fucked me up for days. Like I thought about that movie for days. I thought about it. And I was like, I don't want to think about this. I want to get it out of my mind. It was one of, still one of the most crazy. I, it, I really liked it, but one of the but craziest. But not the same effect for Hereditary though, is what you're no, saying. Not, not, the same, not the same effect for recent okay. like, horror movies that I've watched. And even, okay, maybe it's just like, I mean, there are movies where I'll sit and think about them for a while, but horror movies for sure, because I like like the, like Parasite and Midsommar and Us. I think it's just because at the end of those movies or somewhere around the middle of those movies, there's like this huge twist or it goes back to something and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe that just happened or, or whatever. And Hereditary, I just didn't think about that or think or like get to that point in the movie where I was like, oh, it goes back to this and this is how it changed. And I don't know what it was, but it just didn't connect with me on that level. Yeah. Maybe it was the open-endedness, you know, it was so open-ended that it just kind of, it just kind of stopped, you know, that's, that's kind of what it was. Like, was that story over? No, the story wasn't over. I mean, the family story was over, but is over. No, because we didn't get the details that were supposed to close that loop. And that's why I like about it. I think it's just kind of let you take it where you, where you want to take it. So maybe it's the open-endedness. I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's that. Let me ask you this, though. Maybe it goes to part of it being like, I don't know. I was thinking maybe like the supernatural side of things where it's like some, you know, they, 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 some cult, they, they summon, uh, you know, that guy, he's like, you know, a, a, de- a demon or whatever. And it's like, I don't, I don't know. That stuff doesn't really stick with me all that much. I feel like after I watch movies, like Midsommar was relatively realistic, I guess. Parasite was... You know, relatively realistic. Us, I guess, is on you know on 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 the other side of things, but I guess maybe it's just like some of that stuff where I'm like, uh, I'm just kind of out on that. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. You do have to be kind of in touch with the subgenre, right? Like the paranormal slash um, demonic slash yeah. um, whatever you call uh, what, what do you call it when somebody gets taken over with their possession or whatever. Possession, yeah. yeah. That's right, my wheelhouse. So the, you're, that's a good point. I mean, you know, if you're not into that and you're just like, I don't believe any of this could ever happen or I just don't care if it ever does, you know, that's that's a valid, very valid point. I, I'm the same way we talked about earlier before with the gore porn movies. I don't care. You know, I like, listen, I, I feel terrible for anybody who's been tortured, but like, I don't want to watch, watching someone get tortured <laughs> yeah. has no effect on me because I'm just like, I know that I can turn this off because this is disgusting. So I totally get what you're, where you're coming from. Let me ask you this. If I was to accumulate all of this, and it all accumulate now, but but it all culminates to something. If I was to say, "Hey, Foshi, I got my buddy over here, Jimbo. Jimbo's looking for a good horror movie." Would Hereditary even be on the list for you? I mean, uh, what it sounds like is that this would not be a Foshi recommendation for somebody who's maybe not even a horror movie. What if somebody says, "I just wanna, I wanna get scared and I wanna see some crazy stuff"? Would, would Hereditary make that recommend recommendation? You think? 
uh, I don't think it'd make my list, honestly. I I am sitting here just you know quickly thinking of recent horror movies that are just horror movies in general or you know scary movies that I've seen, and it would it would it would be pretty far down the list. And even then, I don't know if I would I would really recommend it. Like I don't plan on watching it again. Not that it was like you know I, I there was there was a lot of things that I was like this is disgusting. I don't want to watch again. And I don't want to see this again. But I just really wasn't into it all that much. Like even after our conversation here, like I knew you've seen it multiple times. You've read all these articles. You've, you've, you've talked, you know, you've, you've done a lot of research on it. And I was like, well, you know, maybe we'll, we'll do this podcast and I'll be like, yeah, maybe in a couple of months, I'm interested in rewatching it just to see what, you know, see if I realize some of those things, because that for sure happens. Like there's movies, you know, I, I love going back to, um, actually parasites on my list to rewatch again. Cause I'm like, Oh man, there's so many things in that movie that just, I, I'm, I'm going to pick up on this time. And I, I, legitimately have no interest in going back to rewatch hereditary. <laughs> hey, and that is absolutely fine. That's what <laughs> I think the great part about the deal is, right? You don't have to yeah. love everything. The idea is, is here's a thing that I would recommend. And then we talk about if we love it or don't. And that, that's exactly what this is. So folks, I think we're at a good place where we can start to wrap this up. I feel confident that we've kind of broken it down. I actually think that we went way over in the time. So I don't know. Do we, we think that we want to just kind of wrap this up as a whole episode and then kind of release the witch as a separate episode? I feel like the conversation is probably yeah. going to be long enough for another episode too for that. Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, I think we, uh, we hit a lot of good things. Um, what are your last, any last comments, words, thoughts? What, 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 what would you like to leave us on for, uh, the, the, I guess, part half of part two uh, of the deal so far? So don't take my recommendation. Um, you know, if you're interested in this movie, check it out. That's what I, you know, I always tell people. Everybody has opinions. They're, you know, some are great, some are not great. I'm clearly probably in the minority on this movie. Like you said, has a lot of good ratings on IMDb, on Rotten Tomatoes, which is very rare for scary movies and horror movies. They don't get the love that uh, a lot of other movies do get. Um, it, it, I just, like I said, sitting here talking about it, thinking about it, um, it wasn't for me, but I do like Ari Aster. He does a lot of really, you know, the two movies that I've seen, I, I, I really like him, but the two movies that I've seen of his uh, are, they are interesting. They're really, really different um, from any, you know, other horror movies I've seen. Like I said, Midsommar was, was a trip. Um, that movie was, like I said, really fucked me up for days and it was one of the craziest movies I've seen. Hereditary was, was definitely different. Um, probably one of the only movies that I've really seen in that genre, but listening to you talk about it, describe your, you know, you've watched it five or six. That seems low. I bet you've seen it more than that. Uh, it came out in 2018. It's been two, almost three years. You've seen it more than that, I bet. But listening to your love, I know that you, uh, and I know that the listeners out there are going to listen to it and, you know, really enjoy what you have to say and all the articles that you've read. But it's not for me. I, I'm not going to rewatch it. Ellen might rewatch it. Maybe, who knows? But, I know my sister watches horror movies and loves them and rewatches them. So maybe they'll watch it together, but I'm out on hereditary. Doesn't mean you have to, I am excited and interested in the witch. Um, seems like a very interesting movie. I've, you know, I've read the tagline on that one too. I'm going into these with, with doing no, the only thing I'm looking at is the IMDB, like little synopsis. It's usually like two sentences. It's all I want to know. I'm going to go in and, and watch it and check it out. Um, who knows? Maybe I'll watch, maybe I'll like that. I mean, I gotta say, I, it's, if it's, any worse than hereditary, it's going to take a lot. But uh, I, I and, okay, we're we're gonna we'll, we'll wrap it there. I was gonna ask you if this movie needed to be two hours long, but you do love it, so I'll leave it there. Not for me. Check it out. Don't. I, it's interesting. <laughs> you know, it's one of those movies that 
I just remember when it came out and maybe I had maybe going into it. I was like, this is not for me. I'm not interested. It's going to scare me. I don't want to, I don't want to check it out. I thought I had a pretty open mind going into it, but I remember when this came out, just seeing the articles on Facebook and everything about people in the theaters. Like I think they were legitimately people throwing up in the aisles and there were talks. Maybe this, I thought this was true, but there were talks about maybe pulling this from theaters because it was just so crazy. It just so ridiculous, but hereditary, um, not for me. I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad we could have this conversation because this is what the deal is all about, right? We talk about this all the time. That's right. Everybody always recommends things. And, you know, I'm sure we're going to do this all the time. You, me, whoever else comes on for these deal episodes. There's bound to be things that I recommend to you that you're like, man, that really sucked. Man, that was really great. Man, it was okay. That's just, you know, that's how it is. And it's that's the whole background of this deal is, honestly, I... I Eleanor has always wanted to watch Hereditary. Honestly, if, if this wasn't part of the deal, I probably would have never watched it, to be totally honest with you. So she's happy for sure. I'm happy I checked it out. It was interesting, um, but it's not for me. So that's where I'm going to leave it. Okay, man. Well, I appreciate the feedback. You know, that's the thing we want to hear. If you don't like it, it's, like you said, it's part of the deal. To your point, though, the two-hour limit, I, I actually, I feel like it flies by every time. I really do. I just, <laughs> I'm so in love with it that it just, it doesn't seem, it seems like an hour. I'm like, is that it? I, I want four more hours, please. <laughs> oh, but everybody out there, don't take exactly what Foshi said, because yeah. guess what? You should take his, you should take his rating into effect, okay? He gave it a three out of 10. I give it a 15 out of 10. <laughs> Check it out and find out, figure it out for yourself. That's the whole point of the deal, right? Where these are recommendations. So, if you're a horror fan, if you like somebody, how I would put it, that is simple, but done super effectively and beautifully um, all the way around what I would consider to be a perfect horror movie. Mm. I can't tell you how much Hereditary will, will, will help you out in that, in that world. That's actually taken off of all the streaming sites now. So you might have to rent yeah. it. You might have to buy it. I think uh, it's probably digitally. I think it's what I saw was about $4.99, $5.00. They even have bundle packs. I was telling Foshi this. I, I, I got looped into a bundle pack be, for, for an a, a, A24 bundle pack with, with Midsommar because I, I love that movie. I think that's going to probably make its way back into the deal at some point too, to be honest okay. with you. But go out there, check out Hereditary if you can, and, and let us know what you think. You know, I mean, listen, what do we know? We're just watching movies. That's it. Okay. Part or half one, half, first half, I should say, of part two in, in the books. What we're going to do is we will come back. We'll end this here. And we will come back for part two. I guess I should say the second half of part two, mm. which will be The Witch. Can't wait to do that. In the meantime, everybody, check out the Going Off Topic podcast everywhere that you can. The socials, quick Google search will get you there. But especially anythingbutcredible.com. If you want some other Missouri stuff, podcastmo.com. But you can find everything and the blog at anythingbutcredible.com. And don't worry, the blog's still happening. We still got some action coming out, new stuff too. So, Stay tuned. We will catch you for the next second half, the last installment of the deal, at least the first one with The Witch. Shout out to Vizard Beats for the music and intro. Hang in tight, everybody. Enjoy some horror movies. Keep it off topic.